TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. is going on everybody it is tanner aka the texas gentleman and uh we present to you yet another episode of a change in attitude oh yes uh this is where we take a look back on uh monday night raws of old from the attitude era and we determine if uh they still hold up or yet if we need to have a change in attitude um <laughs> uh like i said my my name is tanner and uh, right alongside me here is uh, the always uh, incomparable two co-hosts of mine who are just simply amazing people. Uh, first off, uh, Ori the Draw. Ori, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well, thank you. And yourself? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Thank you for asking. Um, you are very welcome. <laughs> this, is very, this is a very formal start to the show. I don't know why I've set this kind of tempo to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, right alongside us here is, uh, of course, the Podfather himself, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. How do you do? How do you do? Let me just get my uh, my monocle. See, as we're being so formal. Oh, hello. <laughs> how yes. are you? <laughs> there is a legitimate monocle, guys. I bought a monocle. He, he, he does just have to a monocle. Pop ourselves, just not even for you lot to, to see. Holds it out right just... in front of his glasses. That's the best part. If I take, I'm actually, and this is a very much a spoiler for uh, an upcoming episode of Chair Messer. <laughs> so keep this under your hats. I mean, by the time it happens, by the time this drops, it would have happened on on a changing um, uh, chair wrestling anyway, but I've got a top hat for ah, that very show. It's a stove oh top hat? It's not a stove top, it's a, just a standard top hat. Ah. It's not It's not the Abe Lincoln six foot tall <laughs> style one, but it's a top hat and it's white. Mm. Oh, oh my. That's, a, that's an interesting addition there. Mm. It, there is a reason for it. It's not. I'm not just... Just randomly wearing a hat. We're doing a, a, a Halloween special uh, uh, where Simon and, I, Simon and I will be dressing up. Ooh. I'll be, I'll be going as a, a plague doctor. Oh, all right. Then. It's going to make very things nice. recording very interesting. You have to throw the mic like in the mask or something. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get yourself a headset you know, with everything. Um, I mean, did, did plague doctors wear headsets? Well, just put it like on inside, inside the mask, and then it'd be good. It logistically is going to be terrible, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Mags, what did you think of the match? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably not far from how the show is going to go down. So definitely go and check it in the in the radio checkers archives. Mm-mm. And speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> We are now uh, going to talk about this episode of Monday Night Raw, which is uh, from October. What what are we at? October twenty first, two thousand. Not two thousand. Nineteen ninety six. No. That's not actually not too far away from uh, the actual date that we're recording this thing on. Yeah, um, yeah. Four days, four days out. It's almost <laughs> like we're in sync with uh, with the attitude era now. Hmm. Perhaps so. Um, th- this this episode of Monday Night Raw has been hyped up as the uh, return, two returns actually. The one of uh, Mister Perfect, uh, who will uh, you know may or may not be taking part in a match against uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley later on in the evening, and uh, the other return being, of course, Brett the Hitman Hart, who is one of the uh, the big stars of this era. Um, I'll, I'll ask you both. Uh, I guess of the two debuts that we were aware of. Which one were you most looking forward to? I'll start with you, Ori. Probably Brett, because we haven't really seen Brett other than maybe some video packages um, since we started a change in attitude. Um, so probably, probably Brett. We've seen it. I mean, we haven't seen Mr. Perfect wrestle either, 
Hmm. You know, we've just seen him come out and make it off with Triple H's women's. But hmm. I, I, I don't know. I guess making out with Triple H's women's. Mm. Listen, what goes on behind other people's doors is none of my business. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. And, and I think it has more to do with. Um, I've never been a big Mr. Perfect fan. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, Mags, don't give me that look. I don't dislike Mr. Perfect, but there is such, <laughs> the monocle has dropped already, <laughs> not even 10 minutes in. Um, but I think it, it has more to do with the fact that um, there is such um, legendary status given to Bret Hart. And as we've talked a million times on this show, as someone who did not live through this, didn't watch this, isn't as I'm, I'm more familiar with um, the mythos that was created around these people, as opposed to seeing them wrestle and seeing their characters and seeing things in context. So I, I think it really has more to do with that than, and, and because we've built Bret Hart to be this, ginormous icon that he is you know not that mr perfect wasn't great i'm sure he was Mm. wonderful i've heard of some of the many you know goofy little ribs and how he was such a character you know now the dark side of the ring has come out and things like that so i mean don't get me wrong i I still want to see mr perfect in the ring I'm, i'm interested to see him fully as a wrestling character not just as someone who's you know coming out and pulling shenanigans and whatnot. Mm. But I, I think definitely Owen Hart for the legendary status that he has and whatnot. You mean Bret Hart? What did I say? Did I say Owen? Yeah. There's too many hearts. Yeah. But I mean, well, that's a, yeah. that's another aspect of it, though, because we've praised <laughs> Owen too Hart. Many goddamn hearts. Stu, too many goddamn hearts. Stu got awfully busy uh, with, uh, <laughs> Whoa. you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, but right I'm, down to business, you know. But I mean, that's that's another part of it is we've talked up Owen Hart and how wonderful he is, both in the ring, on commentary, on the mic, all this other stuff. So you know, to see the other other half of the hearts actually, mm. you know, in the ring working against Stone Cold Steve Austin or Shawn Michaels or whomever we're going to get to see in the future, I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I'm sure we will get to see both uh, Bret Hart uh, take, well, rather, Bret Hart taking on both Shawn Michaels and, not Triple H, but rather Stone Cold Steve Austin as we go through this, um, (laughs) go through this series. Uh, That is for sure. Um, That being said, um, (laughs) Mags, who are you looking most forward to, to, to seeing here make their debut? They're essentially their re-debut, I suppose. But um, I think I'm on the, the a similar kind of mindset as, as Aura. Um, at this at this time, are you are you signaling to me there? Yeah, I'm signaling to you. I could barely hear you, Mags. Okay, a little sorry. bit closer. No, there is that, you go. Is that better? That's Get a great. little closer. That's, that's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a similar mindset to, to Aura. Um, I think uh, Bret Hart is the person who uh, um, I'm more interested uh, in seeing, and uh, and that's probably more because I know uh, kind of uh, what happens in the in the upcoming weeks, uh, and uh, we we we're building towards Bret versus Stone Cold, which ends up being one of the 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 best feuds that we'll see certainly in the first couple of years of uh, of. Uh, uh, this show as we as we go on, uh, and the the stuff with Perfect, whilst it's been cool seeing him on on screen, and whilst it's been cool having him uh, uh, as part of the the commentary team, I'm not hyped about uh, um, uh, Mr. Perfect and Triple H uh, storyline as I am uh, a Stone Cold and Bret Hart storyline. Uh, that being said, I'm sure uh, that the the shenanigans we see in this uh, episode might uh, change that a little bit. But yeah, for for me, it's, it's certainly. Um, I'm more hyped about a return uh, of, of Bret Hart. 
Well, and and I think that that would be for most people, right? Is is you know you hear Bret Hart, and he again is this like iconic character of uh, of this time in wrestling, right? Like especially like the early to mid nineties. You know, he's one of the absolute best in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, w- with that being said, Mister Perfect himself is no slouch. You know, I think that um, a commentary especially made you want to know that. Um, uh, Mr. Perfect is a big deal in the weeks leading up to this here, and that he was going to be taking on this uh, this this upstart, uh, the 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 man who will later become the game, uh, Triple H, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, you know, they wanted you to know that uh, Mr. Perfect was here to to take on this young upstart from this new generation and make an example of him. Um, and and we've certainly seen over the the, the weeks that we've been doing this show the mm-hmm. the the physical change in Triple H when we when he uh, when we first uh, clapped eyes on him in this uh, attitude era he was uh, very slav very kind of a a small guy he's certainly getting much more muscular now uh, certainly again that kind of a attitude that uh, that will become uh, mm. the the leader of DX and uh, and the authority that kind of that smarmy Triple H attitude that we we all uh, know and love uh, he's certainly getting showing signs of that now with this uh, storyline with uh, with Mister Perfect. Mm. Indeed. Uh, well, uh, our hosts for this Monday Night Raw are Jerry the King Lawler and Vince McMahon. Uh, who, uh, no Jim Ross to start the show, so he's a no. fucking liar. No, yeah, yeah he, he says he's not there. Uh, well, <laughs> n- not yet, at least. Uh, it's, it's interesting to hear Vince's voice again. Um, it's been long time since we've heard Vince on commentary. So uh, this should be, this should be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, King uh, thinks that um, tonight might be Brett's like retirement. Like he, he's predicting that we might get a retirement speech from Bret Hart. And uh, he says that would be great. Uh, so well, I think. Whereas might... Vince is absolutely sweating that that, that doesn't happen. Uh, He's uh, all the way through the show till uh, till uh, Brett's interview. He's uh, very panicky about uh, what Brett is going to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a similar vein here, the show actually opens match wise here uh, with uh, Psycho Sid taking on Owen Hart. And uh, in what was a an interesting clash of styles here, we, we've praised Owen and his his in ring expertise, his in ring IQ. Uh, quite a bit, um, just being an overall brilliant wrestler that he was, uh, but also taking on maybe perhaps the most over guy in WWF at the time, Psycho Sid. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, we say it every week, but he he literally looks to a member of the crowd and says to him, "Who's the man?" And the mm-hmm. crowd are all chanting, "You are the man." They they worship this guy like mm-hmm. a wrestling god, even if he wasn't the very best in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psycho Sid, um, you know, he, he puts in a really good performance here, a, v- a really good big man performance here, and, and Owen obviously, you know, gives him as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, th- this is just a, a classic Owen Hart kind of very selfless match. Um, we do get a, an appearance by Davy Boy Smith, who comes down to the ring at one point, and uh, Tries to do a little bit of a, a interfering in the match. Um, towards the finish here, we got Psycho Sid mounting a comeback. He did the the giant choke slam uh, on uh, on Owen almost off of one leg because he was uh, I guess his leg had been worked uh, pretty um, vigorously through the match. <laughs> and um, Sid called for the power bomb, and uh, British Bulldog uh, leaps into the ring and uh, gives Psycho Sid a clothesline uh, for the disqualification. Um, after this, uh, Shawn Michaels actually runs down the ring to make the save here for Psycho Sid. And uh, yet, once again, Psycho Sid and uh, Shawn Michaels having a little bit of a, a conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we take it that it's a friendly conversation here, though. So, I mean, you know. it, it started friendly, certainly. Uh, but you could mm-hmm. uh, you could certainly tell that, that Sid was saying he didn't need Shawn Michaels to come down. He understood that it was two-on-one and, and thanked him for the save, but... He didn't need his help, and Shawn Michaels 
took that as a slight, I suppose, but it builds tension to the, the match, the friends falling out, uh, the, a very kind of well-used, well-trodden t- uh, trope by, uh, by wrestling companies. Uh, but the, the match was ineffectual for me. It, it, it could have been any opponent in there. Um, uh, it's good that it was Owen because he was able to lead Sid to uh, a, a passable match. I wouldn't say it was uh, amazing, uh, uh, very forgettable, uh, but it, it did what it needed to do in in, in terms of uh, uh, pushing the story forward of, of uh, Sean Mackles and, and Sid as we head into uh, as we head into SummerSlam. I don't know what y'all want me to say about this. I mean, y'all pretty much said anything. Yes, I conquer. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Max. I think I'm going to be the the Debbie Downer for this for this show. I don't know. It was it was fine. Don't rescue me at all at any given point, guys. I think Tanner may have muted his mark and he's there talking away as if we're. I think so. I was just making note. You know, we'll uh, we'll see if there's maybe something that turns this around for you. You know, <laughs> I hope so. I do. I legitimately hope so. Good deal. We'll 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 keep our fingers crossed here. Let's yes. see. Let's see what's going down after this. Uh, we get uh, we get some some still images. Of uh, the the buried alive match between the Undertaker and Mankind, um, yeah, we talked about that last week. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. great analysis. Uh, we we get a, a shot of the the masked executioner and uh, all the yeah. the heels who uh, helped. Um, and this this all kind of package was uh, was um, voiced over by uh, Jerry Lawler who. Who kind of reveled in the fact that Undertaker was buried alive, and they, and they they kind of build it as a match that uh, uh, was once in a lifetime. Yeah, we get a few more of these down the line, so it's very much John Cena and The Rock kind of uh, selling here. This mm. uh, this will happen again, uh, but it was a cool image of uh, Undertaker's hand coming through the dirt at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, essentially, it was just uh, to hype up what happened at the the, the pay per view the night previous. Can I just say some of those stills were absolutely horrible. Like <laughs> the one of the supposedly the executioner hitting Undertaker with the shovel or whatever. It, it was just, it was bad. It was re- like, I felt like I saw more of the crowd. Like they even had it circled and I'm going, is that a ghost? Like what? It, like, <laughs> and, and I mean, it goes back to. <laughs> production where we were and technology where we were versus Mm. where we've come and if nothing else i can appreciate it for that you know maybe not appreciate it i appreciate that they tried and i appreciate how far we've come let me put it that way Mm -hmm. but it was just like some of those stills were were not great yeah, uh, watching it in watching it in like 1080p and and 4k as as we're doing uh now it it's very pixelated, very blurry. The shots are, are not the best. Oh, I agree with you on that. Indeed. Well, I'm sure that they've also, you know, by getting all of this, uh, um, you know, these episodes, these pay-per-views uh, digitized, I mean, I'm sure they've had to do a lot of enhancements <laughs> in the, mm-hmm. you know, in, in doing so. So, yeah, it's, um, it's it's interesting seeing all these pictures here. But but of course, uh, again, you can get our thoughts uh, about this Undertaker and Mankind Buried Alive match on last week's episode of uh, A Change in Attitude. So definitely make sure to check that one out. Um, up next, we got the Smoking Guns taking on the Godwins. Yeah, look at that. Some, some cowboys and some and some farmers. They've got a little... Probably, probably about land. It's probably a yeah. land dispute here between these two. <laughs> I feel we've watched this match so many times in the mm-hmm. in the twenty episodes that we've done. Uh, Jr. also comes out in commentary, uh, getting a little bit of grief from Vince about uh, it was his fault the the microphone didn't work uh, at Buried mm-hmm. Alive. He was sat on the cable, um, yeah. supposedly. <laughs> and Jr. Did you fire that audio technician because you should have done? In fact, 
I'm a fire him for you. <laughs> he uh, he also makes a, a very strange remark about uh, uh, Texans and how uh, Texans. Are... I was hoping you picked up on that. I was <laughs> hoping it. How you, how you are very lonely people who who have very few friends. Yeah, we how we are very quick to uh, to, to butt heads and uh, yeah, kind of split the difference. I think. And um, would you uh, agree? Being a Texan, I mean, I've, he has friends, and, yeah. and no, look I'm, at I'm, us. I dare say, and me and Tanner never butt heads. No, but <laughs> I, but I, I am, I am the, the the Texas gentleman. So I mean, I, I do try to make. Uh, Would you say though, in in general, people from Texas uh, are short tempered, uh, don't like to back down, and and will screw their brother out of a wrestling match. Just to prove a point. I, I don't think that's uh, something ingrained in Texans <laughs> specifically. Um, you know, I mean, that could that could even happen even if you're from some desolate part of Oklahoma. So, you know. Prop, props to Norman, Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, this match was okay. Uh, a, a pig allegedly peed on J- uh, Jim. Uh, oh, how Jerry cute were those little piggy wiggies? They adorable. Mm. Uh, yeah, one of them was very kind of um, aerated, though. The the the, mm-hmm. the 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 black and mottled cub one. He he was squealing quite a lot when uh, yeah. when the goblins mm-hmm. were were passing him to uh, the, the the staff at ringside. But yeah. they were so cute. They were mm-hmm. really really tiny little baby pigwits. Mm-hmm. This is how low we have come on this show that we are doing pig impressions. Um, Yeah, this this match. uh, Are you not entertained? (laughs) Does uh, does this match fire you up here, Ori? Like, what did you think of the the Godwins and the, the, the guns here? Logically. I know this is not about specifically the Godwins versus the guns. It's more Mm. about Billy versus Bart. Mm. However, I have seen so much of the guns versus the Godwins that I'm a little over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a lot over it. I just could not get into this one either. I mean, it, it, and I feel bad because I know these these guys are people who work hard. They enjoy their craft. They take pride in it. They're trying to give the best show possible. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things where it goes back to booking. But at the same time, like, who else are you going to throw in there other than the God ones? You already had Owen and Bulldog come out. We had them with Owen and Bulldog last week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the tag team division isn't this huge thing. There's not a lot of people that you can choose from in this Espe- Especially in terms of face tag teams. Uh, I mean, you could have thrown the body donors in, but that would be heel against heel. Uh, the the new rockers had, had recently turned heel. Right. Um, so, yeah, in terms of face, it, it was literally just – it was just the Godwins. I don't mm-hmm. think there was another – established first tag team yeah yeah so it's 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 um it's interesting i mean the godwins being in this position I, i'll also make note that uh the godwins uh they did defeat owen and davy boy in a, in a non-title match uh previous to this and um you know i you know maybe they uh maybe they should have been facing the champions here i, I don't mm-hmm. know just a just a thought but again owen had his match with sid Right, and you're still trying to build that storyline, getting to the the guns breaking up. You know, mm-hmm. Billy trying to show off, still trying to impress Sonny, despite what happened at mm-hmm. Buried Alive. You know, it's and Bart just being like, "Forget Sonny. Mm-hmm. You know, the titles should be the priority. Beating these guys should be our priority." It's mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and and uh, in the words and, of Beauty and the Beast, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, and we're having uh, two big stars uh, like battling towards Survivor Series in, in, in Sid and, and HBK, and then then being involved with uh, with Owen Hart and, and Bulldog in various style of matches. You can kind of sense that WWE or WWF at the time are going for something that they 
they typically tend to go to have uh, of having the odd pairing, the mm. odd couple as uh, as challenges for for the tag team titles. So um, I assume that that's coming up in in the near future. So we're going to see a lot more of Sid. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Owen uh, and Bulldog in, in different iterations so I think that's probably more why we, we, we've been lumbered with the guns versus the Godwins uh, because there's nobody else to, to put in that in that uh, picture to, to continue the breakup of uh, of the guns unfortunately Indeed uh, Moving on we get a nice little uh, advert here for the uh, the 1996 WWF Hall of Fame uh, ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, you know, they, they, we get a little bit of a taste of who's going to the Hall of Fame here this year. Uh, we've got uh, all over a voiceover by a friend of the show and uh, yeah. and uh, or is BFF uh, on, <laughs> on social media, uh, the the honorable Mr. Kevin Kelly, mm, indeed, indeed. And Kevin Kelly does a great job here, uh, an outstanding um, job. He, uh, I he, must say. He introduces us to uh, Pat Patterson, uh, Jimmy Snooker, and uh, Vincent J. McMahon as uh, the inductees here uh, on this episode. Um, yeah, this is this is something. Uh, we've been seeing the adverts recently about the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony being done the night before Survivor Series, and how uh, you know they they do it at the uh, like some some kind of. You know, I don't know. It's it's not. It looks like a more of like a like a diner, not a diner. A banquet. <laughs> a, a banquet. A banquet. Perhaps. A dinner. Yeah. A banquet. You want? Wow. Just, congratulations on on your hall of fame. You want fries with that? Yeah. Kind of top your coffee up. Yeah, like I don't know how they do things these, in these, Texas, all these, but uh, all these legendary wrestlers pulling up to a Denny's, uh, <laughs> kind of chow down on some pancakes and hash browns. And... You got the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant that brilliant the, the that class be, uh, of wwe hall of fame that should be the 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 sub text to this episode is pat he got the cheeseburger <laughs> jr got a grand slam mm-hmm. <laughs> i haven't been to denny's in years we don't have one anymore that sounds good right now <laughs> we um i i, I just this this earlier this year had my first visit to Waffle House in years, and I, uh, I had massive stomach problems afterwards. <laughs> that's half the I don't want to say half the charm, but that's you know you know what you're in for with Waffle House. Half the charm of visiting Waffle House is the immediate it's like Taco trip that Bell. You, take you to know the what's going to happen after you once <laughs> you sit down and walk through that door. Pleasant smelling bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, you, you've yeah, relegated to yourself to the, the to the after effects. Yeah. You have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took a, <laughs> took a gamble. It was worth it, I guess. Um, I felt my heart stop for a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you know, just—it's just, uh, just so filling. It's just so like so much food and salt and fat and everything. It's just mm. maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that, that was mm-hmm. in unison. Was like, <laughs> I had Waffle House Friday morning. I went and got me a waffle and order hash browns oh. with ham and cheese. They added onions for some odd reason. I think she misheard me. I but I ate it anyway. I had gotten it to go and didn't realize it until I was like five bites in. I was like, Ah, they can't put much onion in them. Yeah. You had five whole bars. I was very Man, hungry. There's too. a fucking onion in this. <laughs> a whole I was very onion. hungry too, okay? So it was like, just, just eat it. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We're then taken backstage where uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, actually spies on Mr. Perfect, who's getting ready for the matchup, and uh, he attacks you know, uh, Mr. Perfect he, he here. He was doing his calisthenics as well. Yeah, Mr. Perfect, stretching. Yeah, stretching, getting getting loosened up here, and, and Triple H just comes in and attacks him uh, from Say behind. No. Say yeah. it ain't so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are, are we getting the rug pull? We're not going to see Mr. Perfect return to action. Say it ain't so. Mm, perhaps. Yeah. So, I mean, this kind of uh, might uh, put a spanner in the plans for later. Mm? Mm-hmm. It could. Mm-hmm. No, not Mr. Perfect. Oh, wow. Your Mr. Perfect hatred is coming through. You are showing, you are showing your it. true colors. It. it has nothing to do with the wrestler and everything. I mean... Okay, let's break this down. Let's compare just for a second here. I think I'm still a little spicy from yesterday's Good Cop, Bad Cop uh, recording. But let's just compare. That has that effect on people. Right? <laughs> and your turn next week, so. Yeah. I have it. I have him every week. So. That's true. <laughs> oh, that felt that anyway, sounded wrong. My apologies, yeah. Matt. Um uh, <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't have that kind of playing fair, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, no, but let's seriously. <laughs> let's look at how things are booked in the WWE now versus how this show is booked. It's not that much different. Exactly. We're getting the same matches with the same people. We're getting the same type of shenanigans. Oh, we've been promised this match for God only knows how long. Oh no, it's a backstage attack. Who could have predicted this? Like, ugh, like I can't even legitimate. Legitimately, I cannot watch WWE with my husband anymore. I can't. Mm. AEW, I can watch. See, so like, mark out for it, or but, like, no. Oh. He'll 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 go. Watch this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah, he calls it. He can mm-hmm. call it just about every time. Mm-hmm. Like, watch, they're going to, so-and-so is going to come in and attack so-and-so, or somebody's going to renege, and they're going to leave the ring, and mm-hmm. they're... they're I, I, gonna... I, I feel he watches the episode, like, ahead, 
No. So we can do that. Like, like when somebody watches a movie and they, they spoil it as you're watching it with them. So he will watch what he'll, he will go online before movies and read the synopsis <laughs> so, and shit. So he's checked the results. He's been, yeah, he's checked the results I for pre- me. I predict we get the return of Armour Johnson. No, he's been out for months. Lo and behold, Armin Johnson attacks for him. <laughs> Told you. See, Boy, is you it... are some sort of wrestling savant. <laughs> I mean, but at the same, it's not so much savant that is that I feel like, and he and I have said this back and forth for years, is that WWE has become so predictable. And I get it to some extent. There are no new storylines in wrestling. Everything's been done. Everything's been done to death one way or another. Hmm. But just the way they book things, it's that as an adult who's been watching for over five years, they telephone it in. They all but tell you what's going to happen. And it's just, you know, when you're watching it nowadays like I am, where you didn't watch through the attitude, well, yeah, through the attitude era and stuff like that. It's so disheartening to see that this is nothing new. It's you want to believe, well, like previous to the last three years that there was just a complacency that, well, we don't have any competition really. So why should we bother trying? They're going to eat up whatever we give them. But now even though they don't see AEW as competition, there's still this level of complacency in trying to overcome it. And it's it's disheartening for me because I'm the type of person that wants to see everybody succeed on some level. I was excited about AEW not just because it was an alternative to WWE, but because not because I want there to be a war by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm not going to go too deep into that because I did that yesterday on Good Cop, Bad Cop. So go listen to that if you want to hear my thoughts on it. But because, and and this is something that I've said for a while, I don't want anybody to put anybody else out of business, but I want them to use the opportunity to push themselves to make themselves better. You know what I mean? And... I don't know if it's WWE not taking it seriously or serious enough to do that or what the deal is. I mean, I know this is a whole, this is a completely different topic, but to see the same type of complacency 20 years ago and then then they were in a war. They were getting into the thick of the wars. It's just really... Like, oh, man, come on. Mm. And so, I mean, I I guess that's what's so, I think that's what's gotten me so down on starting to watch these shows, I guess, because the real meat of the war hasn't kicked in yet to where they're getting out of that complacency and really pushing to make an exciting product. Mm. And so... I, I think that's where I am and why I'm such a, a Debbie Downer lately. Yeah. And I, I definitely see the comparisons. Uh, I think we uh, we get there because of two uh, totally different reasons. I think now um, the the current WWE product is it's aimed at a much lower demographic, um, and that's why you get stuff repeated uh, ad nauseum. Um, that's why you're getting the same matches over and over again. That's why you're getting the same stars over and over again. I think back in uh, this era, the the roster was so threadbare that there wasn't a lot of that you could book uh, in terms of different storylines without rehashing the same thing over and over again. I mean, we've seen on this, this is what, the 23rd or 24th episode that we've recorded, something like that, and mm. we may have seen 30 wrestlers all all uh, 30 different wrestlers. Uh, you look at a WWE Raw or a SmackDown. Now, you may see 30 wrestlers per show. Uh, they've got such a massive roster. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, whilst I agree with you, they're very, very similar in being so predictable. I think they've uh, they've got to that point for two uh, totally different reasons. Mm. It's certainly possible. Um, but I, I do see a lot of the comparisons that uh, 
mm-hmm. that that's being made here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Makes a, a hell of a lot of sense. We we get to one of the penultimate parts of this show here, which is the uh, the Bret Hart uh, return uh, to, uh, to to the ring. Uh, Jim Ross is there. Uh, he he claims that he was responsible for bringing back Bret Hart, so he's gonna uh, hold court here and and, and interview Bret. Uh, yeah, well, even earlier in the show, we have uh, Vince kind of uh, questioning Jr. on hmm. uh, what he knows about Bret Hart because uh, Vince acted really well in this episode. I thought, especially the Bret Hart interview, you could see he looked genuinely worried about what Brett was going to say, what his decision was. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a quite a few times where you could see him uh, gulping and, and, and kind of wringing his hands and and and, uh, and really looking very trepidatious. Um, mm-hmm. But um, for me, this part went on a little bit long. It was a very kind of a... Um, it was very, very drawn out. It was. It was very kind of um, back-slapping almost where uh, Brett was uh, really kind of uh, uh, harping himself up. But as we mm. said at the beginning of the show, he was a huge star. Uh, mm. He he was somebody we were all excited to, to see come back. Mm. Um, a lot of allusions to uh, him doing a lot of soul-searching. Uh, yes. This was one of the couple of times where he was – uh, deep in conversation with uh, with uh, WCW about maybe moving over, and this is coming mm. off the back of uh, the twenty year, uh, essentially lifetime contract that uh, he and Vincent thrashed out. Yeah, um, we, we get the uh, the the note about uh, him uh, having a um, an offer being made by a rival organization. Um, and of course, which, this is kind if, of... if rumors are to be believed, it was three million a year for for mm. WCW. Yes, and indeed, um, you know this is kind of what kicks off uh, the beginning of the end, really, for Bret Hart is making this decision to come back uh, to, to WWF at this time. Um, he talks about that he's not really greedy for money, uh, but more or less that uh, he wants respect. Uh, I think is, is is what he's after here. You and, will respect me, goddammit! it! Mm, indeed, <laughs> uh, he's he notes that. Uh, he owes everything he has and ever will have to the WWF and his fans, or rather, its fans. And he says he will be with the WWF forever. Well, um, well, that's um, hmm. so that's <laughs> a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. But one thing, I, one thing I really didn't uh, think was uh, was. Uh, interesting was how when he uh, he was comparing himself with Shawn Michaels, saying that uh, uh, Shawn may be the champion and people may think he's better than him or cuter or he uh, mm. looks better yes. posing for the girly magazine. He uses the word cuter, which is yeah. interesting. And, and then we have Vince on commentary like um, when uh, Brett says he's a better wrestler and he's he's tougher and smart and, and Vince is uh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, and then once uh, Brett confirms he's sticking around, uh, Vince physically applauds uh, Brett Hart, and he, he's like the biggest Brett Hart stand. The kind of turn caught in Vince McMahon, I thought, was, was pretty hilarious. Yes, he's making all sorts of uh, gestures and faces, and he looks relieved, and he's clapping uh, <laughs> very... Um... <laughs> <laughs> he's oh yeah! His acting. Yeah, Brad, you're the best I've ever been. <laughs> Doing a putting on his acting hat here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he um, he he brings up two people. Uh, he brings up Sean, and he kind of says that uh, that the issues that he's had with Sean that yeah you know, that they're far from over. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also brings up Austin, um, who he who calls is, the best wrestler in the company. He yes. calls Austin the best wrestler, which is massive. That's uh, that's a massive. Of all, um, yeah, of all the things we've seen in this run up to the, the the Attitude Era, that's the biggest kind of rub that Austin has yeah. got so far. Well, and I think that it might also be a bit of a slight, uh, also to to, to Sean. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's definitely duplicitous. Definitely. Um, but uh, but yeah, he he calls he calls. Uh, 
Austin the best wrestler um, and accepts the challenge at Survivor Series, which is you know something that Austin has been calling Bret Hart out over uh, for months now at this point, um, which is and, and which that's is when they, they they cut to the back. Uh, yes. and um, Austin is watching the footage. Uh, I think Pillman's there for mm-hmm. some weird reason. Salvatore Sincere is there in his yeah. wrestling garb, yeah. um, which uh-huh. is fun. And a, then a we, young Rocky Maivia is there. Very, I, think, I miss that. That was his, that was the first ever time he was on WF uh, programming. He doesn't actually make his debut. For, I think it's does. I think he debuts at Survivor Series. I think he does. Uh, but we start seeing vignettes pretty soon. But yeah, that mm-hmm. was the officially the first time we see uh, the Rock on WF programming. I was mm-hmm. way too into. Pillman's reaction when oh, he was he accepted, accepted. <laughs> and then Stone Cold turns around like, "What are you so excited for? You're not in the match, you fucking right? <laughs> I don't know why, but it was so stupid. I loved it. Uh, Brett then kind of ends his uh, his speech here with a, a story about a sick little boy in Canada. And how um, when Brett told him that he would be returning to wrestling, that the the kids started getting better. Um, yeah, so so there you go. Um, I mean, that's not the full story because yeah. the kid actually passed away, like pretty much straight after. Yeah. Uh, so Tanner with with the half tale there. I, I, I was trying to save our audience the despair of the heartbreak, the the tale. But that's the motivation but, yeah. that Brett used to come back. This uh, is true. He said that that was his nephew and he was going to come back because he made that promise. Um, Mm -hmm. And all that really matters is he's back and he's back for good. I thought this promo was a little bit long and overdrawn, like like we said, but it it felt real. It Mm. felt like this was coming from a very real place. This wasn't a a, a scripted uh, promo. This was Brett and his his actual thoughts and feelings on, Mm. on what's happening in the WF. And I think that, for me... It's almost like this may be the turning point in what we've been watching Mm. um, over the last 20 or so weeks. I mean, we started way before the Attitude Era actually kicks in, but I think this may be the turning point where we start getting to see some good stuff uh, coming up, some really kind of deep storyline. So hopefully that... Hopefully I'm right in that. I may be kind of uh, skewing the timeline a little bit, but hopefully I'm I'm right about that. Yeah, fing- fingers crossed here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett says that, uh, to summarize and, and, and kind of what Mags touched on earlier, that uh, he, he doesn't dance and he's not uh, he, he's not going to pose for Playgirl, um, but that uh, he... That was brilliant. I'm not a good dancer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but he does say that he's he, he wants to be a role model for for all the kids watching at home, and he'll be uh, he, he strives to continue to be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, and uh, that he's back. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Ori, I'm doing a pulse check here. Where, where, where is this aiming for you here with Brett Hart's return? I didn't love it. Okay. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't I called love it. this. I'm a wrestling <laughs> savant. I called this before it happened. So here's here's my only issue. I, I get where you're coming from, Mags. It did feel like it was very genuine. It was very off the cuff. It was very um, heartfelt. And I have no problems with anything that he said. I had problems with the order in which he said it, because at the end of the day, he is an entertainer and you want to send people with that exciting, um, interesting, you you know, you want the happy go home moment. And I think if he would have started with the WCW stuff, then led into the stuff about his nephew and then said, yeah, I'm here, I'm back. And by the way, Stone Cold, you know, here, then go into the Shawn Michaels stuff, then go into the Stone Cold Stone Cold stuff and accept the match. I think it would have come out a little better. I think it may not have felt quite so long because I did feel like it ran quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think just just ordering those thoughts a little bit better, it would have come off to me a little bit better and it would have left the crowd excited, but he ends off with this 
gut-wrenching story about his nephew and then is like, I'm back. And that's the end of it. And it, it, it was the order that was all wrong. Like I said, I had nothing wrong with anything he said in total. I had a slight issue with the order in which he said it. That that was my only issue with this promo, you know. I, I think that makes absolutely perfect sense. Um, kind of like going on a, um, a roller coaster. This felt going from the the the, the lead into the, the heart for the the Austin match and the and the the, the HBK fallout to drop off a cliff with the the really sad story about his nephew. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, if it, they have done the the ECW stuff, then the, the the nephew, and then leading to what the, what the future holds for 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 Brett, I think that would have um, it would have left the crowd on a high where we really left on oh how sad that uh, this happened to to uh, a young a young uh, child. So yeah, you're you're absolutely bang on the money with that. Yeah. Tanner's muted himself again. <laughs> so I think what you've noted here is a very modern approach to the promo, right? I think that that's, that's kind of what you get to like draw people into like a, like a pay-per-view or like, um, like that's the exact kind of formula that CM Punk used when he came back and called right. out Darby Allen. He came back, he said, you know, this is, you know, I've been away, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then like talks about why he's back, and then he calls out Darby Allen. Um, I, I think that perhaps Brett did this with a different effect to try and you know explain why he's here. I think that he he interpreted this segment as you know this is about me and why I'm back and why I'm not in WCW. Not so much I'm here because I want to. You know, take on Stone Cold, and I want to take on Shawn Michaels. It's more about Bret Hart the person yeah. than it is Bret, Bret Hart the character. Bret Hart the person is is how I interpreted it, but yeah. but again, this is um, I mean that th- those are two very effective approaches, you know, um, that that can be used, you know, in in different ways, right? Um, but of course, we are heading into Survivor Series. It's been hyped up for weeks now, and so it's made very clear that uh, that this is geared towards. Uh, Brett wanting to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, so yeah, I, I, I could I can see both sides of it for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brett Hart returning—that's a pretty big deal. Um, <laughs> you know what else is a big deal, Tanner? Mm-hmm. The Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament. Yay! That's right. <sighs> oh God, Lord! This I is... mean, Jerry Lawler has to cheat at a a kid's yeah game. Yeah. He sellotapes the foot of his karate fighter down and endless possibilities with four different fighters and six different weapons. Surely that's 24 I, possibilities. I, yeah, I, I feel like you could easily, you know, do the math there on that one. <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, it, it's cool and all getting sponsors with a, a major company like Milton Bradley and, and the, the latest... Um, must have toy at Christmas, but a fucking tournament with wrestling personalities on an, on a kids game. It's rock and sock and robots, especially for a new generation. It's ridiculous, mm. indeed. And and the people that they put in it just to try and give it some type of credibility, like Bob Backlund versus Sonny. Get it? <laughs> Bob's not really doing anything. Sonny, we don't know what's going on with her. What, what other than mean, we Bob saw Bob Backlund's not doing it. He's running He's for running president for right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure he is. With his amazing vocabulary, what or lack thereof. Um, and then we get Doc Hendricks versus Sable. Mm. Yeah, Doc's still looking for, you know, Diesel Work. in the back somewhere. Uh, and then Sid, Sid and Mr. Perfect are the only big names really in this. Sid versus Marlena and then Perfect versus Phineas. Hmm. Okay. I mean, this should be for me played out in the ring. Hmm. Like, cut a match from Raw. Don't do it in a backstage segment. Don't do it like as a, as a video. In the ring, these these wrestlers and, and um, personalities doing karate fires. Oh, Who knows? This may have inspired a... You know, a young Adam Cole or Xavier Woods. And, uh, you know, I was thinking the exact training. same thing. Like, this is something that I would see, like, the New Day backstage with Cesaro mm-hmm. and, and 
I can't think of the other guy's name right now. Holy crap. But them playing around in the Yeah, as, as product placement, but in a fun way. And like, mm-hmm. that would make sense. I could, you know, maybe somewhat get behind it with that. But who knows? Maybe we'll see uh, the karate fighters on as a, the new tournament for the BTE championship or something. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I'd watch it. Maybe one day. Um, we, we then get our, uh, our main event really of the evening where, mm-hmm. uh, intercontinental champion, Mark Merrow, what a stand up guy. He decides to, uh, to fill in for Mr. Perfect here. Well, I think decides is a stretch. I think he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's kind of he's vo- voluntold. Into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's voluntold into. <laughs> yeah. So, so in, in the lead up to that, we've got, uh, Hunter in the ring, and then we've got Mr. Perfect coming out. And you knew the 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 rug pull was on when Mr. Perfect is flanked by Mark Miro. Mm. Uh, and then we get uh, Gorilla saying, nope, the docs have said Perfect's knee is banged up. He's not able to, to wrestle. Mm. And Triple H uh, is, refuses to face Mark Miro uh, at first until... Um, until Mark Miro is willing to put the title on the line. And mm. uh, he... Uh, like an idiot, can't see this coming, and decides because uh, because Mr. Perfect's been such a stand-up guy, and then mm. he really helped him with advice on winning the title, that yeah. he will risk it all to defend his honour. Yeah, and, and it turns out great, because Mark <laughs> Merrow hits the wild thing and gets the three count, and we all go home. No, that's, that's actually... That's I say. Not, what show are you watching? It's actually not what happens. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> after a drawn-out match here, uh, about a little bit over six and a half minutes long, um, <laughs> we get, uh, you know, actually some interference here uh, from Mr. Perfect that uh, actually helps uh, get, you know, Triple H in front and uh, hits uh, Mark Merrill with the pedigree. And that helps him capture the Intercontinental title here. This is this is quite some some tale. Who some shenanigans. Saw, who saw this coming? Mm. Jesus Christ, this is wrestling booking 101. As mm. soon as our perfect uh, picks up the, the chair, you knew the, the switcheroo was on. Uh, Mark Miro did the idiotic thing that most face wrestlers do is by standing uh, to the back or to the side of the person with the chair, gets absolutely creamed with a chair shot. Mm. Uh, and yeah, uh, he's uh, now former Intercontinental Champion, Wildman Mark Miro, and, uh, and Perfect and, and, and Helmsley celebrate. Yeah, they, they give each other a hug. Kind of strange. Um, I mean, what do we think of uh, uh, Triple H now, the new Intercontinental Champion? I don't dislike it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why would Why would Perfect go so far as to help Marrow win the IC title just for him to screw over what two matches later? Mm. Like it, especially after he's been messing with. Hunter Hearst Helmsley for so long. Like, I can't. It's it's all a long plot. He, he, was, he he's was played the long game. Yeah, Apparently, he, he basically has helped you know Triple H get an easier opponent to take the title from. Yeah, because seems like. Triple H versus Armor Johnson is a hard match. Triple H yeah. versus Farouk is a hard match. Okay, that Triple makes H- sense, but yeah. we still don't know why he was. Taking his valets. Oh, it's just a just you know for to for throw you off the scent. Yeah, Ugh. you want to you want to you, you know you gotta you gotta set, it, set things up here. I would put twenty bucks on it right friggin' now that we never get an explanation for why he's taking the valet, why he took the valets. Well, to, I mean, it doesn't. He, it doesn't. He take leaves off. in like two weeks, so <laughs> it doesn't take. He leaves the company of, uh, out of yeah. disgust. <laughs> Is yeah. that what it was? No, he, he genuinely does. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he goes to this WCW. is spoiler warning. Oh, he, okay. he, he does leave the company out of, out of the way he's been booked. He's not happy with uh, how he's been booked. Well, I um, can't imagine why. Because he wanted to be the Intercontinental Champion, goddammit. Mm. But instead he had to put Triple H over. Um, for me, the match was meh. Uh, it was uh, 
Mark Merrill's done way better work. Uh, we've seen uh, and we've seen Triple H do way better work. But I like the the kind of passing of the baton to to Triple H. We know obviously mm-hmm. what he becomes in wrestling, but. Um, I was never really a huge fan of the the snobby kind of blue blood um, from Greenwich, Connecticut, Triple H. Mm. I'm a I'm a fan of a vicious uh, do anything to win heel Triple H. I think that that's when he does some of his best work. So I'm mm. glad we're seeing that. I think this show altogether has been uh, very Jekyll and Hyde. The first half was was it felt very much still one foot entrenched in the old style of, of wrestling. But once we got to the Bret Hart promo, we saw some realism, uh, kind of uh, uh, really p- tugging on your heartstrings. And then the pushing of the younger talent with uh, with um, Triple H, I felt that it did, we may be turning a corner. Uh, we may not be quite there yet, but we're, we're certainly turning a corner where we're getting some interesting developments in, mm. in the company. Yeah, I would agree. I think the the return of Bret Hart is a, a pretty major piece here. I think we've been mm-hmm. missing another top star, um, and, and I think Bret does bring that back into the fold. Um, but before we call this a day here, uh, any final thoughts on the show? Uh, Ori, I'll, I'll go to you first. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to turn that corner. I'm, I'm very, and I, th- I feel like I say this every week. I'm ready to get to the excitement. I'm ready to get to what everybody remembers and has hyped up so much for so long. Um, I know we're not there yet. I know it still may be a little while, but I'm ready to just get there. Right. You know? That's fair. Wake me up when we get there. (laughs) I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs) That's horrible. I feel terrible saying that, though. I really do. No, I, I think you 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 have a, a valid point again. And the whole um, idea behind the show was was did we look at the attitude here with those very uh, rose colored glasses? And it's quite clear, especially at this point, that we did. That, uh, well, I mean, there's it, a and there's a lot of people, you know, that will debate that we're not fully in the attitude area yet. No, this absolutely. Is the, this yeah. is more preemptive. Like a, yeah, this is more like a, a preface. And yeah, this is the pre-show. To, to mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the the book that is the attitude era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mags, any it, final thoughts here? Yeah. Uh, again, I'm. Just, I just want to double down on on saying that I think that this. Maybe the the start of of things picking up. Uh, again, I'm not I'm not fully up to speed on on the timeline, um, but um, from my memory of, of of wrestling around this era, uh, I think this is where we start really pushing towards more reality based stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, really uh, taking the fight to uh, WCW. Uh, so I think we're going to start seeing. Uh, some some better stuff. It's not always going to be sunshine and roses. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to see uh, a lot of of, of trash, mm. uh, which ironically is the best part of the show because we get to absolutely slam it uh, and we get to to laugh at the innocence of of uh, nineteen ninety six WWF. But I enjoyed the second half of the show. Certainly, uh, the first half maybe not so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to barrel roll into Survivor Series. Mainly because uh, we'll be doing that live. Uh, we'll be doing mm, a watch along of that yes. uh, over on Radio Techers, which uh, is going to be uh, quite the experience. Yes, yes, indeed. It'll be uh, quite a bit of fun, and I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to to getting that uh, that done. And uh, yeah, watching some Survivor Series that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, as we wrap up here, Ori, where can people find more of you and your content? You recently, um, as of the time of this recording um, actually taking place, your uh, interview with a, a interviewing a legend and a, a commentary legend, Kevin Kelly, uh, has dropped on YouTube and uh, on all places where audio can be found. Uh, where can people find more of you and your content that you make? You can find me on Twitch. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Ori the Draw. You can also uh, find the video of that interview on the Radio Techers channel. Or if you have, if you're just starting with us, just jumping into it, um, go back episode twenty in our list of episodes of a change in attitude is the Kevin Kelly interview. Mm-hmm. We've Very. we've hit over twenty episodes, guys. I know. Fantastic. Amazing. 
They said and, we'd and, never make it. <laughs> and we've got many, many more to go because, That's like you said, right. we're not even into the, the full-blown attitude era yet. Mm. Um, but we're getting there. Uh, and we uh, I don't think we've had an episode yet where we haven't had fun whether the 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 wrestling was was good bad or indifferent um so yeah i'm really enjoying going on this journey with you two indeed it's it's been a lot of fun so far and and it's going to be even more fun here as we progress uh mags where can people find more of you and your content Okay, so you, I am heavily involved with all things Radio Techers, uh, uh, and just today we recorded a, a, a live stream of the of the Newcastle and Tottenham video where we waxed lyrical about uh, the the genesis of Radio Techers and the amazing team that we've uh, we've got involved there. Hmm. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. Uh, check out Five Rounds, which is available on Techers and here on uh, Chairshot as well as Visionaries Global Media. Um, check out Chain Wrestling that I'm, I'm involved in. Check out the, the Midweek Mainstay. And, and just just give uh, everybody uh, who creates content for Techers and for um, for the chair shot some love because there's some outstanding uh, content creators. We're very blessed to, to work with, with uh, all these guys. Definitely go and check out the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, website um, where we, uh, Chair Shot have a page and you can get some uh, amazing merchandise there. Uh, in terms of me, you can find me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. You can also find me uh, as part of the team uh, at ACIA Podcast on Twitter. And also you can drop us an email if you want to give us your thoughts, opinions, feelings uh, about the, the content that, that we are covering. Uh, and that's at app. Changing attitude podcast at gmail.com. Mm. There you go. You covered all the bases there. Very unprofessional and shit. Every every show, everything. That's that's good stuff, man. <laughs> good deal. Uh well, uh you can find me on Twitter at uh Texas Gentleman underscore, or again as Mags uh, had previously noted, you can also just uh simply follow the Radio Techers channel. That's R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. We specialize in all sorts of things, whether it be uh pro wrestling, Premier League and Champions League football, uh or of course even MMA, uh, which is uh you know one of Mags's big passions of, of course. Uh so make sure to uh, give that account a follow if you haven't done so already, subscribe on youtube and twitch where we go live doing all this good stuff and uh we will eventually be doing a live a change in attitude show uh so make sure to uh to check that out um so yeah good stuff everybody um until next time i'm tanner aka the text gentleman and for ori and for mags we thank you for joining us we wish you a wonderful rest of the day and ask that you always use your head Bye-bye. Bye. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.